So I'm like, hey, hey how's it going? Justin. Hey, good. Um, How are you? And then he's up to me. He's like, the drummer for Megadeth is here. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, you know, Rust in Peace. I'm like, yeah, I, I know the band. He's like, he's Not here. that drummer, though. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I'm like, he's here. I'm like, okay. He goes, because his wife, this photographer for Meg- for Midnight. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And so then after the show, I go, look, I, I need to get some pictures. I want to get some pictures with Jarvis, and I I want, I should have gotten a picture with Kern, you know? He's like, yeah, you got, you need to get some pictures. I'm like, all right. So he goes, he pointed to the back of the venue. So there's the, there's the room where like the bands hang out, like after their show or before the show. He goes, I go, well, I'm going to come with you. And he's like, yeah, come on. Cause he knows everybody, you know? So he just, so Joe and I just follow him. We just go down there and we're walking down there. And I finally see, I knew, I knew the guitars for midnight cause we'd interviewed him on the show, you know, without the, the, the hood. And then, so now I finally see what, you know, Athanar um, looks like, Oh, okay. There he is. And then, uh, we're just hanging out there. And he, Vic goes, he comes up, he goes, welcome to the show. I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. And then Joe's like, oh, there's the drummer for, there's the drummer for Megadeth. I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't have known who he was, you know. <laughs> he was just all some skinny dude, you know. Uh-huh. Like, and so he's talking to him. and then Typical like, metal guy. Yeah, you know. And so we were like talking to him. We gave him a card and, and I said, we'd love to have you on the show. He's like, yeah, just hit me up on Instagram. I'm like, okay. Dude. sure um Dude. yeah and then the writer for cleveland metal scene was there and he gave us a card <laughs> and he wants to come on for an interview this is the guy who covers the entire metal scene in cleveland i'm like yes you are so fucking coming on the show nice. so, cool. hey justin we're just reveling we just went to no, see the cool. big cleveland band uh midnight you, are you familiar with them i love that band i fucking love them to death yes. nice. i think that they're nice. they're everything that um kind of like um you need really i I mean i love how (laughs) tongue-in-cheek their lyrics are uh Mm -hmm. it's not meant to be taken seriously and it's like a modern day venom yeah it just it hits you in all the right places like got nostalgia but anyways something new they bring to the table and it's just ah i love it yeah uh, at midnight and um right and it's just that raw like early like motorhead you know that raw right in your face yeah and and uh, another band from Cleveland that you might like, um, Nunslaughter. Have you heard of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were there. They're just. I've seen Nunslaughter three times now, and they just deliver every time. Just the energy. Uh, they they're going to be on the show, and their their lyrics are hysterical. You know, this is wrong. If you want to go fuck all the nuns, you know, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. this is burn the churches. Um, <laughs> this is three nails, one liar. I'm like, oh, you're speaking to my heart here. You know. It's yeah. just hysterical, you know, and they, again, they, they wear the makeup and they're, it, it's just, it's such a big presence, like, like rigor mortis, you know, it's just a big, big sound, um, you know, and ringworm is another band that I think you would really like, uh, yeah. another Cleveland band, you know, big, they started off as a hardcore band. They still have those elements, you know, but it's like raw, big, fast, aggressive rock and roll, like, like deceased, you know, just in your face, mm-hmm. you know, just good stuff. So it was just the fact that we get to hung out with these guys was kind of cool and like, oh, got a picture with the drummer from Megadeth. Oh, cool. Oh, he's going to, have to come on the show. Oh, that's just fucking <laughs> ice candy on top of the cake, you know? Yeah, that's great. No, I, I, and I think actually the Cleveland scene's actually really good. Uh, like I saw that uh, Vic was playing with Vindicator at some sort of festival there. And there was like a, mm-hmm. just a plethora of like these great bands playing. There was Ringworm and uh, Midnight and just uh, a bunch of bands. So I went in and kind of like, check them out because i'm really into kind of like underground stuff i'm not really in 
don't get me wrong, I love Maiden and, and Judas right. Priest and stuff like right. that, but I'm I don't want to see them live anymore. It's like okay, sure. done. You know, You're I love right, you yeah. guys. You know, I worship the ground you guys fart on, but <laughs> I want to see something new. I want to see something different. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and just I think that with a band like Midnight, you know, they're bringing something. Even though it's very familiar and nostalgic, they're bringing something new to the table. Um, it's just a, they're really just a great band, and uh, I'd really like to see Vindicator get over the pond as well. You know, over here they would probably yeah. do really well in like uh, Germany and stuff like that. So, oh, oh I think so. Yeah, their their yeah. sound is so good. Um, and another band that's a smaller band because they're just starting out is a band called Assault, and they yeah. are like the early like Death Angel, really great technical thrash band you know these are like young kids um yeah assault is good yeah, yeah. every band we saw those was guys we were like holy shit these guys man yeah. they were really yeah. rock they had a I mean, really can, good stage can presence play here? it's like can they play here can they even buy beer right yeah i mean yeah they're young <laughs> yeah, you know they were definitely young they were so good um necroprophecy also played you know their mark with uh, dreadbolt we had seen them mm-hmm. um open it also for vindicator you know, they're kind of like an early rigor mortis. They kind of had that little tongue in cheek. You know, they're young, they're just starting out. Those dudes were really young. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> the probably like, was young. Yeah, I gotta, they were. Like... I, I gotta, I gotta go home and do my paper route, young. Right? You know, <laughs> um, but it's great seeing so much metal thriving because a lot of the bigger bands don't necessarily come to Cleveland. But it's like now that I'm getting more into the underground, it's like you know there are so many good bands here. You don't miss them. It's if Maiden doesn't come to Cleveland, it's no big loss because guess what? I, I'm going to go see Ringworm or Deceased will come and play or Lady Beast or you know, I'll go see you know I'll I'll go see Seventy Two Legions. Any of these bands that are just fantastic bands, you know, I'll pay ten bucks to go see Nunslaughter. I'm cool yeah, with that. Exactly. You know, the, the cool thing about an underground show is you know uh, you know you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. You know, it's just like um, I mean they have one place here in Stockholm now. I mean the majority of places are closed down. Um, so there's really no formal stage, uh, for these sort of up and coming newer bands. There's one and it's like off, it's in the, the suburbs of, uh, Stockholm. It's in a place called Jakobsberg. It's called, uh, Fredas Mangel, which means like, uh, Friday, Friday Mangle. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a little sweat box. It can maybe hold about 200 people. It's always full. It smells of, you know, stale piss and beer and you know, sweat, mm-hmm. but it's just, yeah, metal. It smells like metal. Yeah. Right? <laughs> All you go up, you know, that's I, I the womb there. of metal, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I played there with Kvam, uh in 2021 and it was the hottest show I've ever been. I, I played at Hellfest when it was like this, like summer heat wave in Europe. And that gig was even hotter. Like uh, the mm-hmm. one I played at this little pub, you know, there was like sweat literally like running off my elbow. It looked like a faucet, you know, I was just like, wow. Jesus, it's hot in here. You know? <laughs> you know, but it was great, you know, and I just love that intimacy as well. When you have like, you know, fans in your face, like screaming mm-hmm. along with you, like, you know, pumping you up. And it's like one of those old, like you see like Metallica in the eighties, like when they're, you know, releasing Kill 'Em All and all the fans are just going ape shit in the front of the stage, grabbing a hold of everybody. And ah, it's just, mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I love. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we yeah. have quite a few venues around here. Like the Foundry is one in Lakewood. And the the one that we went to called No Class, it, it holds about, well, it's supposed to hold about 125, but it usually fits in about double yeah. that. But, you know, it is it is a tiny little box. And like you said, and there's a stage and it's loud. And it, you, no matter where you go, you are going to get a great, great view. You know, uh, yeah. it's just packed in and you are right there, 10 feet away. 
you know, or cl- closer to the artist. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a, I just love them. I love those small venues. Yeah, we were so woefully ignorant of the underground scene locally, even, and you know, like until we started doing the show and like and kind of Vic got some guests on for us and then things started to open up and like wow uh I you know this is where metal's been all these years you know you think oh it's kind of dying off and stuff it's really not it's just gone underground and it's every bit as good as anything we were listening to in the 80s yeah you yeah. know the, the, the that we love it's amazing it's amazing yeah. bands out there and it, what I love so much is I I have not incurred or uh, encountered any of that rock star bullshit you know none of the prima donna none of the whole like uh, attitude you know like i've been to shows where there are 15 bands playing and everyone is cool you know like big bands like hyrax and you know everybody everybody is like there for the fans you know no matter where they travel from no matter what they're getting paid they're here they're supportive of other acts they're they it there's no like one upsmanship there's no another uh, stuff and it's so refreshing now, i'm sure under the cd underbelly there are drama there's always got to be drama but um it just seems like such a supportive kind of kind of uh, but, scene it's it's just, it's refreshing and, and kind of wonderful you know I, I think that that's the thing as well i mean uh it gets really uh it, it's like a sad old hat you know these prima donnas and stuff like that that um you know they show up and they're just they're just nasty for the sake of being you know pompous and uh because they think that they're better than everybody else and i think that that's sad i mean you know if you go to a gig you know you've got people out there that paid to see the bands the least the bands can do is like you know drop the whole prima donna act and you know have some fun encounter the fans and uh just give them what they want nobody likes an asshole like uh just go out do your thing give them what they want they're there for the music they're there for a good time there's absolutely zero reason that you should be a dickhead to mm-hmm. anybody because yeah you're there because of those people who bought tickets right and you paid some big money for those damn tickets for those big you know those big name bands man those, yeah. those tickets are expensive and it's not easy to come by that money and, and spend mm-hmm. that on to go see those guys you know yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, we do, we we actually do that in Sorcerer, like, uh, you know, when we're playing like these festivals and stuff like that, we we don't do these, like, uh, we've been offered to do it, like meet and greets and stuff like that. So it's like, why would we take payment for that? You know, we just, we like to go out and mingle anyways, you know, that's part of the fun, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so we directly after our gigs or whatever, even before we were out in the audience, you know, mingling and hanging out and signing shit and you know, yeah. just having a good time, you know, buying buying beers for people. Like, hey man, come over here, have a beer. <laughs> right? Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, sit down, and, and, cool. and the fans are going to remember that forever. You know, well, yeah. I mean, as, as having been on both sides of that and seeing it, and also <laughs> it being being welcomed by bands and just hanging out with with those guys, it's it's something that sticks with you. You know, and and you appreciate that. And that just yeah. makes you your fan, your appreciation of the band even more. It just it just digs a deeper trench, and then you are just going to keep that the rest of your life, you know. Well, yeah, and I mean that's that's the thing, you know. Um, you're there for your fans, you know. If it wasn't for your fans, you wouldn't be able to do these things that you're able to do, you know. They're like the uh, 
you know, the, the people working behind the curtains, you know, we, we don't see them. We know that they buy records and they're there at the gigs and stuff. So we see them when they're at the gigs, but everything else that's happening in the background without their support, we wouldn't be able to do these kind of gigs and stuff like that. So to just go out and knock them off and be like, ah, I don't have time for you. It's ridiculous. I, I think that's stupid. That's yeah. just a cop out excuse, really. And yeah. not really fun to play a play a gig to nobody, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could play like a huge like stage like Vakim, but if you're gonna piss everybody off, like who's gonna come and see it? Right. Mm -hmm. You know. So that, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the the ins and out. Like, just just be nice. Right. <laughs> and most right. people get that. Most of them get it. They're just the few exceptions really stand out, and you know. Yeah. Everybody yeah. know. Everybody knows who they are. They get a reputation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, King Fowley for local, you know. Virginia band deceased those guys are like uh you know fathers of like the the horror metal I think you know they're, they're just great fun he he writes a lot about his experiences in deceased and then talks about the bands who they played with the guys who were assets you know yeah and he, he just calls them right out this, this yeah, guy was a cocksucker this guy was a, you know he was just being a douchebag or whatever and it's hysterical because he doesn't have any of that you know prima donna rock star bullshit he's like look man we're we're playing music and we're here for the fans and we're having a good time and there's no reason to be have any problems you know unlike i was talking with Curran murphy who plays with 72 legions uh local guy um he also played in annihilator and played in nevermore back in the day um so his band was on tour with uh ringworm and satan and venom inc you know, I mean, Venom, fuck, the fathers of black metal, you know? And so they were in Cleveland. They just they just finished a big tour in the States. And I said, well, how'd the tour go? He goes, oh, it was fantastic. Everybody got along. There was no egos, no drama. You know, like six gigs in, we're all like having dinner together and hanging out. We're all friends now. And when they, when they found out that I like made amplifiers, I was like talking like amplifiers with the guys from Satan and like Venom Inc. And like, oh, they want to get an amplifier. And we were talking about how to make this, you know, all this shit. And like for him, it was geeking out because he, he's a fan of these bands getting the tour with them and realizing everyone is just cool. There's no fucking yeah. drama, no fucking bullshit. And they just hang out. They're like walking around, like you said, like walking around with everybody, talking to everybody, signing stuff, taking pictures, just, just being cool, decent people. Yeah. Like, it's just so good to hear you know i played a few different gigs and uh where venom inc has been playing you know and tony dolan is just one of those he's a huge sweetheart you know you wouldn't you wouldn't think it but he's just like this great this happy guy yeah you know when he's in the backstage right. you know he's, he's back he's like, you're all right mate you're all right yeah all right we'll see you yeah. all right kick some arse tonight yeah it's like okay thanks tony I love you know. that dichotomy in metal, like you, because most most got metal guys are like that. Honestly, most of you know you got the big scary stage and and all the satanic stuff, and it scares a lot of people. But when you when you just when you end up hitting them on a human level, they're, they're you know most of these guys are just so cool and laid back and just yeah. good people, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, this is uh, just what we're saying. We don't live the lifestyle. We're not, you know, we're not. <laughs> we're just. This is having. We're having fun. Like, come yeah. on, man. You know, yeah. and Venom is one of those bands like Slayer. It's like, you know, you, you see the interviews with Tom Ryan. He's so soft spoken and thoughtful. <laughs> you know, it's the counterpoint. Uh -huh. You know, to to everything. And then there, I well, saw a really early interview with Kerry King and 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 Tom Ryan where they were talking about when they first met Tom. Uh, you know, they were going to just covers band. And Carrie King put on some Iron Maiden, and and Tom's like, "Who's that?" Like he he didn't know who Judas Priest was, he didn't know Iron Maiden, <laughs> he didn't know anybody because he was listening to like classic rock. And I'm yeah. like, and he was kind of like laughing. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is like 
the father of like you see slayer premier speed metal band of you know one of the most successful bands and he didn't know the <laughs> didn't know like the new wave of british heavy metal uh, that that's hysterical you know yeah yeah and i mean we grew up during the in the 80s you know the satanic yeah. panic and so there were so many all of these insane stories about the scary stuff that goes on at metal shows and obviously mm-hmm. ozzy biting the head off bats and yeah that was a bad all move. this crazy right. shit you know and and it just <laughs> that's all you hear you go to school and you know it wasn't internet and you, you hear all the stories about oh i heard that this band you know yeah throws puppies into the audience and they won't stop right. playing until all the puppies are dead <laughs> yeah, yeah, like i literally heard that stuff yes i i remember that you know? story yeah, but that's the best part, you know, the, right. what the PMRC did in the 80s. It wasn't uh, a rebel right. against uh, heavy metal. It was the best PR machine ever done. I mean, 100%. most bands like Merciful Fate and Venom and Wasp and stuff like that, like not a lot of people in the States had really heard about them outside of certain areas. But once the PMRC got a hold of them and like, you know, got their what it was, the Dirty Dozen or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody went out and bought those records. Because they had a big old sticker on them, like yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. a sticker. It, I want that one. And if they didn't, if they didn't listen to them, they burnt them. But hey, you still bought it. Right, you could right. do whatever you want with it after you bought it. I don't fucking yeah. care. That's you how know. out of touch they were, and they didn't understand who they were talking to. And like you know, you're you're encouraging the re- re- the rebellious kids, right? And the are artists are going, yes, put a yeah. fucking sticker on this. Thank They're you. Like, yeah, yeah they don't want me to buy that. They explicit exactly lyrics, like yeah, I remember seeing a, a Slayer album with that. I think it was Divine Intervention had that sticker. I'm like, this probably uh, was going to sell ten percent more just because of that fucking yeah, sticker. It you so know? blew up in their faces. Yeah. Yeah. Parental advisory, yeah, that's right. The greatest pro, like the greatest promo ever. Any yeah. album that has that, it's just. Uh, thanks for the money sticker that you just put on our record. Right, you know? exactly. Thanks, uh... thanks for the gravy train. <laughs> yeah, it should have been scratch and stuff. It smells uh... like smells like money. Yeah, it smells just oh, like that's... money. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. We days. we I know you got a new uh, a new um, promoter, uh, and we would love to have you come over to the states sometimes it's probably not realistic the expense of traveling to the states the visas and all the the bullshit that would come with that so i think dreadbull and i are just going to have to come to sweden to see you i think it's just <laughs> yeah no, i think it's just all there is to it no. i think you know yeah well i mean that's the that's a bucket is, you know, list there getting over to the states and stuff like economically it'd be it'd be feasible if there was like a certain string of dates uh and a lot of time like maybe like a two-week leg yeah. or something like that right um but yeah the economy has to just work i mean uh we were lucky with a with a place like prog power uh, i mean they fronted a lot of money for like visas or visas and stuff like that so uh, they took care of the initial headache of the visas we still had to pay out of pocket to go to the interviews and stuff but for the most part the visas were taken care of by the festival hmm. so we had to apply for like these uh alien p1 visas and uh you know they were only good for like uh six months or something like that and it was a shame that we didn't do more with that but we really just kind of wanted to have that one special gig uh and they took care of us they were really really good and uh yeah we had a ball in in georgia it was great but uh, we would love to get back over to the states just because there is something about you know the american scene as well that's just a bit more they're a bit more die hard in in terms of like the music and stuff like that like they go all in you know uh and you see that in different places, like uh, in Sweden, like maybe you'll have like a group where they're just like, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. That was a really good song. <laughs> no, not really getting into it. Whereas in Germany, they're just going ape shit or in Poland. 
you know, but the, the States is just, uh, it's another beast on its own. It's just, uh, you know, it's just, it would be awesome to be there again. Like when we played in, in Georgia, people went fucking nuts and it was just lots of fun. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, it's definitely, it, it's not off the table. It just has to be right. And I think yeah. that, uh, we'll see how this record goes. Uh, it's only been out for like a couple two days. days. Yeah. Two days. Well, so... dude, let's start the show so we can talk about this record, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can. All right. Well, yes. let's, let's go ahead and do it then. <clears throat> this is Kate Valley from the Seast, and you're watching and listening to heavy metal horror. I am Montag, master of illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. Dreadful. I'm Justin Biggs, and you're not. <laughs> and you were watching <laughs> and listening to a heavy metal horror. Oh, goodies. Yes, yes. Oh, Justin, our good friend Justin from Sorcerer, welcome back. Welcome uh, back. To heavy Metal Horror. Um, you know, as you may know, we just did a live reaction to Reign of the Reaper. Um, yeah. Such a good album. Oh, oh, look at Dreadbull's got and his the cover art. That is kick ass. That's one of the coolest <laughs> covers ever. It's like Frazetta, you know? It really is. It, it yeah. is definitely Frazetta-esque. Yeah. Who did this, yeah. Justin? Uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, I can look it up real fast. But it was uh, it was a guy that did like board games and stuff like that. A really nice guy, and he he wanted to just let us have the the art. We we paid him for it because uh, it was actually that Reaper that we saw. We were just like, yes, that's that's the album cover. We have yeah. to have yeah. that. Yeah, it's beautiful. So we bought the rights for it, and uh, it's already in some sort of board game somewhere so if you ever <laughs> if you're ever playing a board game and you see it that's yeah it's a guy so oh nice uh, but yeah excellent artist because mm-hmm. that's like the cover of lamenting of the innocent which yeah yeah you're the cover can go a long way to providing the image of what the coolness is inside and and when you have that I mean that cover belongs on T-shirts. That's your posters. That's everything right there. That you know, it just it just screams. It begs to be on a shirt. You know? Yeah, well, so. I've got uh, you know, uh, I just got this from Metal Blade. So there is uh, on the shirts. Beautiful. Uh, I will have one of those. Yeah. Nice. Come to see uh, the pre the pre orders. So nice. Uh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, and thanks to Metal Blade, I got this thing a week early. I got this. I got mine last Friday. Yeah, that was That's so weird. I'm like, wait a minute, it doesn't drop till the 27th. How are yeah. you getting it early? Yeah, I like yeah. got an email. It's on its way. I'm like, oh shit, cool. Yeah, and it showed up last Friday. People in Europe haven't. There's some people that still haven't got theirs yet. Like they're not coming until like November or something like that. So, oh yeah, huh. yikes. The Americans got it first. Well, okay. <laughs> well, I think Metal Blade should hook you up with a couple other Metal Blade artists. Um, I believe. Who else just got on Metal Blade that we know? Well, I know Curran's looking out for Metal Blade for setting two legions. I think Ringworm is on Metal Blade now. Cool. I think that's the thing we do. We get a couple of the up and rising Cleveland bands. You know, we get Midnight. Although Midnight are uh, 
deceased and ringworm I hear might uh, be touring, but that's the tour. You get on a you get on that bill with deceased and midnight. Then they get to Cleveland, Detroit. Yeah, you're you gonna know, hit Pittsburgh. You know, you're gonna hit twenty, thirty cities all over the all over the states. That's what we need. Oh, you're doing do. a big tour. Oh, cool. That's what yeah. That's, that's what we better. need to do is have them do a nice leg of the tour. You know, because then when you come to Cleveland, you've got a place to stay. You know, we've got lots of yeah. room. So in Cleveland, Cleveland rocks. So yeah, yeah. I say right. Yeah. Oh well, let's talk about this new album rain of the reaper i yeah. i think you know we're fans we've made no bones about that because you've you've watched our review we made no bones about that it didn't affect our review because we were both very scared we were worried we had it like god what if the album isn't good you know <laughs> because we like these guys we like their music i know so that's always a terror in us when we're doing a live review like yeah you know like we got to be honest about it um and fortunately uh it's it is I didn't think it could be better than Lamenting of the Innocent because I love that album. I love all your music, but I, I think it's a better album. Uh, I could push Sorcerer just has pushed to a level like operatic majesty here. You know, like oh, good, good term, good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's as we said, dark and beautiful a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the guitar tone is not as heavy, I think, but it progressive and melodic elements kind of rise and kind of match the scope and breadth of the story and lyrics. You know, um, but there are some evil riffs in there. Too. Yes, so there are some good, really good evil yeah. little riffs hiding in there. You know, yeah, I think that uh, you know Peter and uh, Christian they really complement each other uh, very well. Like, um, you know, Christian and Peter they kind of like write entire songs uh, and then you know share them, and we kind of vote them in uh, as a de- you know it's a democratic decision. So we had actually like fifteen songs written for this album. But we only picked eight. Oh, well, where's the double album? <laughs> yeah, we, we wanted we wanted to go old school as well. Like we wanted to take a step away from like all this like uh, you know double vinyls and stuff. Like it's just it's expensive for fans as well. Like buying like double vinyls and stuff. It's like no, you know what? We want to just switch it up entirely. You know, uh, like uh, get a new artist. And it's nothing nothing against Dusan or anything like that. He's a great artist. But we wanted something new, something fresh. Uh, and we wanted to do something like kind of go back to basics, do an A B side kind of album, mm-hmm. and uh, really just kind of like pick out what we think are the most standout tracks uh, from yeah. what we've written. So any any chance of having a few of those ones that didn't make the album come out, like as the occasional single or a bonus, something like that? I, I don't think asking so. for a friend. I think that uh, normally it's like uh, when we, we have like the writing process and stuff like that. Like if we say no to a song, it's just like, okay, well, if it didn't make the cut on this album, it's probably not going to make the cut on the next one. That's just, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. leave it in the bank, but we're not going to, we're always writing new stuff and sure. trying to move forward okay. instead of like, and we might revisit like a track, like, oh, I like that, uh, that riff, but change it, you know, rewrite it, but mm-hmm. in the same vein of what you wrote there. Okay. But uh, we never like kind of, reuse ideas or anything like that they're always quite new and fresh and you can hear like the difference between a song like uh morning star for example was mm-hmm. written by christian it's one of the first ones that he wrote mm-hmm. for this record and uh, a track like uh, eternal sleep and uh unveiling blasphemy was written by peter mm. so you you can see the contrast yeah. different styles between... there yeah for sure. oh i like that. yeah but i i think it works really well Especially mm-hmm. when they're doing like the back and forth solo work and just complimenting each other it works really great. Yeah. I Morning Star is in my head twenty four seven. I hear it 
Like from my wake up. I woke it's, up it's, with it this morning. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. That's the yeah. song that keeps sticking in my head. It, it is. It's I just woke goes up at with... like four in the morning and it was going, it was going on. Yeah. In my yeah. head this morning. Yeah. Like, I hear the chorus, you know, it, uh, it's, you know it's... what? Sorcerer are masters at really catchy choruses in particular, but e- even some of the verses, but man, you guys write the catchiest, like most melodic choruses that you cannot get rid of in your head like this whole week man it's been a this like rolodex of sorcerer choruses playing in my head constantly i'm always singing one of these songs yeah morning star is one of them definitely reign of the reaper fucking love that song my god that's a great song uh the underworld is another one that sticks in my head love that song Mm -hmm. but yeah man some great you guys are masters at that i i gotta say like the the, the choruses and the the melodies are fantastic and, and there's so yeah, much emotion infectious. in these songs it's, mm-hmm. it's not just good catchy choruses they are but there is so much emotion in your music it it just pours out you can't contain it you know it's not mm-hmm. sterile it's not lifeless it just reeks of emotion of there's pain and angst and suffering and and ache and and there's beauty and it's haunting, you know, uh, and then you guys just do that so well. It's just who you are as a band and, and for dread and, and, and myself, it's like, it hits all those buttons, the things that we love in, in metal. It's just like, Oh, it, it hits all the buttons all the it time, does. you know? Cool. So yeah. 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 The emotional ride, the goosebumps, everything's there. Yeah. The, stank, the occasional stank face. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. yeah, there's, yeah. there's going to be a lot. I think uh, live, whatever songs we decide to uh, play live, I think there's going to be a bit of stank face. Oh, yeah. it's going to be stanky. For yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. I had this going. I was working. I was cleaning my garage yesterday, so I put Sorcerer this album on all the whole time for hours out there. And mm-hmm. yeah, I was air guitaring on my hammer, a tape measure, <laughs> you know, a pencil, whatever I had in my hand. There was air guitar going. I played a lot of air guitar yesterday. I improved my skills immensely, I must say. <laughs> yeah, there's some solo, nice. yeah, there are really some smoking solos in this album. Too, man. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah, my fingers are a little stiff still. Let's talk a little bit about the story because we we got the inkling as it went on. Like this feels like a concept album. Like yeah, that's what we were, our first thoughts were. Like okay, this this is this evolving story here. All the very thematic. You know, it, it's kind of sweeping in its scope, and it reminded me a lot of Dante and Milton. I remember saying these lyrics. And the themes are pulling from Dante and Milton. There's a, such grand visions of dark majesty, you know. So where did the inspiration for the album's lyrics come from? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's pretty much uh, my my section of the writing, I guess. I, I do the, the lyrics uh, and, uh, you know, give them to Anders, you know. And, uh, you know, he'll, we'll, we'll have a back and forth. Like, I, I'll send him what I think the lyrics should be. And then for singing wise, like to get the right uh, melody and the right enunciation and stuff like that while he's singing or to make it sound like more, you know, it's really hard to come in like with on a song and you're singing something that starts to F. It's like and you're trying not to get that spit sound. <laughs> so he tries to make it so it's clear. And uh, I think you guys touched on it in your review where you can hear what he's saying very clearly. You're not mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. you're not missing like uh, what he's saying. It's just there. It's right. very clear articulation yeah mm-hmm. yeah his articulation is fantastic so i mean uh, but the nitty-gritty of it yeah i mean uh, like i said uh, lucifer and stuff like that or morning star uh, that came about uh from actually it's my ode to milton it's paradise lost and there's actually a milton quote in underworld 
uh, that spoken part is actually taken right from oh, Paradise okay. Lost. I kind of assumed that that was, I wasn't familiar with the quote, but it felt like a quote from somewhere, you know, yeah. that spoken word part. And it, yeah, it's so it's so cool in that song too. I, in the I believe it's in song. the second the second book in Paradise Lost, and uh, that's where he's uh, flying towards Eden, and uh, he's just uh, thinking like very spitefully and very like, uh, oh, I've been abandoned, and look at these you know these creatures of beauty over here are having it the good, and why me? Why am I so? So I felt like you know that uh, moment of self loathing is just a really cool quote to have, you know. And hats uh, off to the writing and the lyrics. And I'm sorry to cut you off. Like, no, no, it's fine. yeah, I'm reading through. I thought, you know, I got my book, so I've been reading through the lyrics and kind of trying to like commit the songs to memory and stuff. And they're so good, man. They're so, and they match like the music so well. And they're again the the dark beauty of all of it. These the all the the, the lyrics are very dark and beautiful and poetic and so well done, man. Well, I think like the lyric side of it anyways is like uh, you guys were discussing a theme and stuff like that. And I really like I, I'm very, very thankful that you guys appreciated that side of the the writing. It's really, you know, hearing like being compared to Milton and stuff. That's or even getting named in the same <laughs> sentence. It's like a big. OK, thank you. Uh, but all these songs revolve around the theme of uh, death in some way or another, whether it's. <laughs> Whether it's the literal sense or the metaphorical, you know, Lucifer or Morningstar, it could be like uh, it's taken as like the death of a friendship, like the fallen angel and, you know, the the omniscient, omnipresent God turning his back on his favorite angel. You know, it's a death of a friendship, whereas Reign of the Reaper, it's straight up, you know, it's kind of like the stories of the soldiers dying on the battlefield, trying to bargain with the rider, but never, never achieving that uh saving grace and then thy kingdom will come that's the same thing it's just like okay raise your swords up andrews actually wrote the bulk of that so i just skimmed over the lyrics and thought like yeah this is like uh you know pound your chest and ride off into battle get her done <laughs> yeah so, yeah that uh, one's kind of made nesque in that way mm-hmm, you know, yeah. Like, yeah i didn't i didn't want to touch it because he just sang the the words so well and a lot of that stuff is actually from the demo that he sent and i thought no we, we're keeping this it sounds great you know, there's no there's no reason for me to go in and, and change anything. It was like a few small, like uh, grammatical things that I fixed. But other than that, that's that's all Anders that one. So uh, nice. he did a really good job on that track. And Internal Sleep and Break of Dawn, they're coming from the same place. Like I had a, a pretty uh, close call uh, with uh, someone I care about a lot that was going through a, um, you know, a cancer uh, you know, diagnosis and stuff. And it was very uncertain whether or not that person would uh, survive and I was just kind of like you know going through the the processes of the last two tracks I wrote the lyrics for and I was just, oh fuck, you know and I just kind of you know uh, eternal sleep is like the the act of dying whereas break of dawn is like crossing over so yeah. it was just okay. a way to kind of like you know work with my feelings and what I was going through you know and then mm-hmm. curse of Medusa it's Greek mythology. I borrowed from uh, Ovid, you know the the mm-hmm. Roman mm-hmm. Uh, mythology. So I used their their rendition of the myth, but I changed the the Roman uh, names to the the Greek names as they should be, because you know the Romans stole everything and took all the credit <laughs> for it. <laughs> right. So uh, and uh, yeah, unveiling blasphemy. That's just about uh, a dude that's turned his back on religion and uh, was sick of being. It was just betrayed by what he thought was uh, 
the right thing you know yeah a lot of people you know walk the the road of um theism and stuff like that and think that this is a great thing and then they realize wait a minute these preachers and priests aren't these great people that i once thought they were mm -hmm. so it's like a dying a death of that love for what they so lots of yeah, death yeah. yeah you don't come back from that you know that's and where then I, underworld that's where I live, is yeah. underworld is just straight up apocalypse it's like we're all going to hell and we're yeah. all going to get and that's just kind of like the, the chorus is like uh kind of like the the people looking up to whatever deity they choose to believe in and saying save us save us you know so that's the lyrical thing that's great so i have a question as far as the 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 process of going from lyrics so you you come up with some ideas you start jotting down lyrics and stuff like you must have a melody or at the very least a tempo in mind when you're when you're writing the lyrics down i would assume right and then you you head to well, either anders or christian and how does the whole process work and develop from an idea with, to a song working with like sorcerer and stuff like that it's like this really just super casual comfortable environment like uh once we get started it's just bang 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 and uh, what happens is you know we get the songs and uh anders will go into the studio with his like best friend connie valian uh, who is like, uh, you know, co-producer on this record. He did all like the keyboards and helped with the choirs and stuff like that. Uh, and basically what they do is they do a dry run through all the all the songs and just use like, you know, bleh, text, just something that sounds cool just to get the melodies. Okay. So then when I get them, you know, I'm listening to like Anders sing, but I'm hearing just the rhythmic part of it. I'm not listening to the words per se. I'm just, okay, what's the vibe I'm getting here? And then, okay, this is the, you know, this is how he wants that to be. So I'm trying to kind of like form it without, you know, compromising my writing integrity in order to mix with his. Uh, and it just works really well. That's what we did with Lamenting. It worked really well there. Okay, that's thought, interesting. Okay, move it forward. So do you already have some lyrics set aside that you're just waiting for a song to insert them into? And like, no, okay. no, those were all new ideas. You know, I wrote, um, you know, when I was going to work on the, on the trains and stuff like five in the morning, you know, I was sitting on the, on the train and just kind of like writing down ideas and, and reading, okay. like I was reading Milton, I was reading, you know, just different books and stuff like that, just to get my head in the right space so oh so you have the song and a melody already ahead ahead of time and then and then you start writing lyrics to yeah to go with, just, oh interesting okay I it's, it's sure kind of like how steve harris you know when he's doing his writing you know he'll uh he'll play the bass and stuff like that or he has like a guitar and he whistles like the the vocal lines right while he's playing so that bruce gets an idea of so it's kind of like the same dynamic the only thing is that i've got it recorded i can play it back and forth all the time and uh just kind of like yeah, go through it. And, uh, you know, Anders, the, the first one I wrote was Morningstar and uh, there was no changes. That's that's as it is. That's there was no lyrical changes. It was just like, yep, that's that's a done deal. Nice. So he went in and he just belted that out. It was so good. His vocals sound better than ever, I think, on this yeah, album, I, honestly. Greg, you asked the same fantastic. question. Oh. Yeah, go ahead, man. No, go ahead. I, I was just I, talking over you. We were both very excited about this because you had, <laughs> I had asked a question about the creative process too. I wanted to know because every band's different. Mm -hmm, you know, yeah. I know some bands where they, the, the, the writers who, you know, write the song, it's completely in their head. Like, you know, the, 
bands I've been in, I when I write a song, I typically have it all in my head. Like I know how it's going to sound. I know all the lyrics as I go. I know the music. And so it just kind of comes out. Here's the song. Um, wasn't a whole lot of collaboration. But I love that sense of collaborating because everyone brings their strengths to the table and, and brings their own individual personal kind of takes, especially if someone's got a melody and you're writing lyrics to that. That's, I find fascinating um, to that. And, and, and to Dreadbull's point, yeah, Andrew's voice his, is phenomenal on this record. Like, I think he sounds better than he ever did. How does he approach like singing? Like when, when he, or you bring a song or someone does he have, you said he kind of has a melody in mind. Like what, when he's singing those words, he yeah. kind of envisions this melody to the to the music that is being worked out. Is that is yeah. that what I I'm mean? There's it, there's never a like a final melody. It's just like um, you know we we cut down. Like I, I remember you in your review there. I watched the whole thing. It was a great review. Oh, thank you. Uh, fun to watch. But uh, I, I remember you guys complaining about the uh, not complaining, but it's like, oh, why are you fading out at the end of Rain of the Reaper? Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. and that. That was unfortunately to make time. Otherwise, we would have had to do a double. Oh, vinyl. what a shame! Uh, <laughs> Are you so gonna do a longer actually, version? Could have squeezed so, one more minute in. There, yeah. there was actually Morningstar and uh, Reign of the Reaper were actually longer. Oh, really? So, oh, damn! But, like two but the, we cut two them down faves. just because uh, we wanted to maintain this package. You know, it didn't yeah, right. compromise anything. But live, I'm sure, if we were to do Reign of the Reaper live, we have like. Uh, an idea of what how we want to end it properly you know oh, yeah i loved be... what he started doing with his vocals right there mm-hmm, right at mm-hmm. the end as it yeah, it's like that it's like shit. oh wait a minute no 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 oh yeah yeah it's i mean it's okay but it, i also think it's a kind of a cool thing as well because it makes you like oh, i want to hear more of that so you yeah, go back exactly. and to it again <laughs> yeah but yeah. uh i mean yeah i mean he just goes in and knocks it out of the park every time. And actually on this record, like the last three songs he was recording, he ended up getting like a really nasty flu or something. Like he was really sick for a while, Anders. And uh, his voice was just totally messed up. It was really like, he was really worried about it. He went to a doctor and, you know, we've got to finish this record, you know, it's got to get done. But he mustered through it and gave it his all. And uh, now he's got his voice back, thankfully. Yes. But it was very worrying at the time, just like uh, yeah. trying to get up to those notes. And he just, you know, he kept pushing himself and pushing yeah. himself and pushing himself. And at the end of the day, it's like my hat's off to him. He's a brilliant singer. He is. He really is. I, I kept on thinking, like, how do you know? You know, My singing style is very different. You know, it's just goofy. I sing goofy songs. But how does he know? as a singer to like when he hits those high notes, it's almost like an aria, you know, there's, it's so operatic, his voice and clean and powerful. And, I think and just, so I, just is, it, is it instinct? I mean, cause to carry that melody or does it, this is his musical gift to hear like when he hits these high notes. Cause it, it's like, it's so perfect. There's not one note where I'm going, Oh, you know, I, I think you should have sang this. It's like, yeah, you're yeah, right. This is, yeah. this is the note for the moment. This is, and when the chorus yeah. hits, it's like, oh, yeah, I can't imagine anything better than that. Yeah. I no. think he just, you know, in Sorcerer, it's it's always been about making music that we enjoy, that we love. Like, we don't write in the format that we're this, like, niche doom band or anything like that. We've never, we've never considered ourselves a doom band. Uh, we've always considered ourselves just a, a metal band, you know. If we're going to put the name to a name, you know, sure. it's uh, metal, you know, heavy metal. Yeah. You know, and what other fans want to use or, you know, to, to kind of gather us in, you know, it's fine with Doom Band. But uh, 
metal is what we think and we write music that we enjoy like it's we we love listening to old classics you know andres is really big into like you know the old tony martin stuff from black sabbath and uh you know his heroes so i think that he's just kind of like using that influence and just like this is how if i was to approach this song this is how i want to do it and he just does it you know he, he's got free hands you know he's not held back by anything and we're not there over his shoulder like oh you should just do this you know it's no creative freedom do your thing you do what you feel like you can do and you can reproduce live that's that's all you buddy so yeah we never we never hinder him in that essence and i think you can tell when bands are trying to just like stick to this real rigid this is who we are like i think it comes through in the music and it and you can feel it and hear it when you when when you when you do hear it you know and like a band like you guys if you if everybody has some freedom to be as creative as they want without any restrictions this that's why you get albums like this and uh, this progression in the in the sound and you know because yeah. most musicians are always want to expand their skill set or just get better at what they do or try new things you know that's part of being an artist i think and yeah uh, and it com- definitely comes through and it never there's never stale moments on on or sorcerer realms you know there's no staleness yeah. there <laughs> no. no and i think that uh everybody is really just playing on you know all pistons are firing here it's just mm-hmm. non-stop mm-hmm. And, and that's what we wanted you know and i think the rhythm section in this album is quite possibly like the best that we've had your you know, bass lines uh, are amazing oh i mean there are Ricky's so many bass drumming on this album is yeah. just pff, hands down like i remember yeah. when ricky went in to record the drums you know he did like that. Uh, it's like a triplet at the end of Morningstar, mm-hmm. and we're just like, "Whoa, you know, that's that's insane," you know. But yeah, you know, we we kept that it, really adds to the like, song. That was a really cool at the end of it that. It was a really cool, but that was that was him just you know spur of the moment, and he just knocked it out of the park. I think that his drumming on this album is phenomenal, and it's it's just the the driving force really i mean uh with with christian's writing and peter's writing and and ricky just going in and giving it that touch it really opened the doors as well for me to like lay some bass over it as well mm-hmm. and like really follow mm-hmm. it so we had this really fat thick rhythm section i think he just killed it yeah. on this album it's yeah. some of the best drumming I've, I've heard in a long time yeah and all those layers and all those details and everybody putting in their pieces like it's it's where this album after you know listen to it 15 times now like it, it's like you it gets better it just gets better with every because you you start hearing those and then you can start be able to you can sing along some you can anticipate some of the build up to these great crescendos and, and uh it just gets better and better and I, you know and the depth and and the musicianship keeps coming out more and more with additional listens and uh yeah, I forget where I was going with that, but it's it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I yeah, had a point. I'm glad, I'm I was going to make like a point. It. Yeah, love it. Absolutely it does. It. You're a band that gets better. Every album has just gotten better than the one before. And I love all the albums. Um, but this one, there there is a progression of competence and a progression in, in your musicianship that just shows like, you, you know, when you think a band has kind of, peaked like the, the, you can't imagine them getting better because what they're doing is so good and then when you over overreach that and supersede it it's like okay you got kind of blowing my mind here because you are getting better i mean everything about this album is is better than the music that you have done before which is a pretty high fucking bar to set um 
let's, I'd like to go back and look at those, you know, mentioned a little bit more about the choruses. You talked about these choruses and the keyboards, yeah. which I think add so much to this album as Dreadbull was saying like this almost like these dark satanic voices and it it, it yeah those it choirs goes, the choirs yeah can you talk about how those were how those were conceived um and how they were recorded like how does well, that's you, you know all that because there's so many elements I'm like am I hearing Latin like there were some things that were being sung that reminded us of other other bands like in in Sweet Sister Mary the you know Queen's Rite song there's those choruses during that were coming in that echo this religious theme that which you know also you have here how do you guys record those choruses well those are uh, a lot of those uh, choruses or or at least the the choirs that's a lot of anders like doing dubs 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 really no and kidding. uh yeah there's a lot of dubs there and oh. then there's some like uh you know some program stuff as well to go under it uh and that's all the work of like anders and connie when they're working together, you know, when they hear something like an epic song and I can't speak for them, like how they do it themselves. I can only have a, a guess at how they work, but uh, they listen to a song and they just think, okay, well, we need to do a crescendo. Like we need to do something, you know, to keep it moving, you know? And uh, I think that Connie is excellent at that. Just picking out the small details and like, okay, we've got to go here with this now. Like we've done this chorus, like Reign of the Reaper, for example, like you have the one round, where it's played in D mm -hmm. and uh, you know, it's the first, you know, uh, kneel and bow that, that part. And then you go to the next one, which goes up a few steps, witness the fall and it goes up a bit higher. You know, that's, you know, Anders and Connie working with melodies and stuff like that. Just, it works so good. Uh, mm -hmm. I can't really explain how they do it, uh, but they just knock it out of the park every time, you know? Yeah. Uh, when I heard the the choruses and stuff like that, and the like the choirs, that was a first for me as well. You know, I was just like, "Whoa, shit! Where did you guys get? You know, where did you find the time to hire in an entire orchestra? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. How much That's, did this cost? It's what sounds so full. I'm like, and I'm envisioning a whole choir in black robes with inverted crosses. You know, all the things that I want. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all yeah. the good stuff. Yes, the good exactly. Stuff. This is what you want. You know, and it yeah. just adds a whole sinister like dark religious tone to the music and it, it makes it feel a little darker and a little more sinister like it, it's such well, a that's nice like, touch uh, you know non-servium you know that's apparently you know what uh you know lucifer said mm -hmm. to god when he fell you know non-servium being the latins that i shall not serve uh, and i just I, I thought that's a great line you know i I've been listening to bands like Rotten Christ and Yothiria and stuff like that huge a uh, huge fan and uh Rotten Christ actually has a an album called non servium and i was kind of interested I was like, oh what does that you know because i know it's not greek they're greek that's latin right right so i i went you know into the nitty-gritty of it and i just loved their you know their lyrical content and i thought oh that's great you know in non servium it's just like, like a great very epic uh line you know so i felt like that that's something that i want to include in this this lucifer's fall the morning star you know i want to include that so i wrote that and then Anders went in and did like the choirs singing non servium and at the end of the song as well, you know, just like oh. this weird Latin stuff. Just really cool. Uh, I don't cool. know where he comes up with it. He just, <laughs> it's always a surprise. Nice. Yeah. Those are great but, touches that really yeah, add. But, but Connie and uh, Anders, when they work together, they're like a dream team. You know, they just pump out quality. And I, I mean, yeah, you can't ask for a better duo when it comes to that kind of stuff. And 
the choruses are written as they are. You know, Christian writes the music and Peter writes the music. So the choruses are as they are. It's just that uh, Anders and Connie just have a way of going in and killing it. Great. It's a great relationship, mm-hmm. though, than, that everybody yeah. has, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of Peter and Christian, the solos on this album are just fucking yeah. amazing. Like, I think it's the best work that they've ever done. There were solos that we had never heard come from Sorcerer. Like, we a couple of times were like, did you hear that? Mm-hmm. What were those big, huge, sweeping solos? And yeah. and just the musicianship and the speed and the complexity of these solos uh, in some of the parts that needed it were amazing. Then you have the, the big, mournful, emotive souls, you know, solos that kind of reach down and pull your guts out. Yeah. What what were you, was your reaction, the band's reaction to I mean, hearing their growth as musicians? Like when you're hearing them play these solos, was there any time you're going, Christian, how fuck, man, is, this is why you... You, you are, must have been practicing 500 hours a day <laughs> to get these I'm, new solos. I mean, when you're when you're in a room with a group of guys like that, you know, with uh, with just the musicians, like a sorcerer, and I'm the bass player. I'm sort of you know this thing. It's just it's always like a pinch me thing. It's just like, ah, how did I get so lucky to play with a group of guys like this? Like this, just <laughs> so much fun. Like listening to them play, it's a, it's always a wonder to watch them. You know do their solos and stuff it's just like wow this is this is awesome like i could i could sit and listen to peter and christian play all day they're just great artists but um you know hearing the solos because the solos were the last to be you know put on the the tracks you know so when i heard them for the first time i was just absolutely bowled over i was like holy shit jesus that's a lot of there's a lot of shred here yeah you know and i i think you know you i can always hear who's playing what like i know which one's peter and i know which one's christian you know just by the the playing style the styles it's like adrian smith and dave murray yeah and i uh, that's that's the thing i I think that they're like you know a hank sherman andy laroque uh you know tipton downing right murray smith you know those two dudes are just like Mm -hmm. they're the dynamic duo and uh really really cool just guitar duo they just play off each other really well yeah and i think at the same time they're they're carving out their own niche like these guys have their own uh style that that's it's continuing to develop but they're they're not like tipton and kk or adrian and dave like they have their own style and their own niche it's they're you know you can hear it's them they're doing their thing 100 yeah. Right. yeah yeah I, if anything but, it's almost like they have elevated one another to push themselves to outdo themselves like hearing the performances has must have been inspiring to them because we'd love to have them on i mean everybody yeah. we've never talked to peter or anders you know we, we, we haven't talked with the with the new drummer uh we would love to have them on sometime um but I, I can only imagine that when you hear someone like that like you know whatever that first solo that peter did or christian did I can imagine later a guy going, "Oh God, that's really fucking good." I, <laughs> I, I got to raise my game up too, and it just becomes this like not competition, but like an inspiration. Like, oh yeah, we're we're pushing each other towards greatness. That's kind of what this album feels like. But they're always talking about you know guitarists and stuff like that, and licks, and uh, you know even my band practice and stuff like that. You know, like, oh, have you, have you seen this? Like, you know, they have books about scales and everything. You know, they're just. When it comes to that side, they're very, very nerdy in in that essence. You know, they're really like dedicated to their craft. Um, yeah, it but, comes I mean, through. That's pretty obvious. 
the thing is with this record, I mean, we wanted to step outside of our comfort zone. We didn't want to do another lamenting. We didn't want to do another fire king. We didn't want to do another inverted cross. You know, we wanted to just, uh, you know, keep moving forward and, uh, you know, play music that we love. And uh, that's reflective here. I mean, uh, we didn't compromise anything. You know, we understand that, you know, there's going to be a group of uh, doomy doomsters, you know, the gatekeepers and what whatnot, and they're not going to like it. And that that's okay. You know, you don't have to like everything. We just do music that we enjoy right. playing and you know right. I wouldn't even want to Oh, sorry. That... I wouldn't consider you guys do maybe Inverted Cross was a doomy a pretty doomy album, but since then, like Fire King was not a doom album in any way, I thought. And you haven't been it's been a, really a doom band since it's you're melodic, a heavy dark, metal band. Dark and melodic heavy metal, yeah. right. So I think we just didn't we didn't want to end up in like this, you know, cookie cutter format where, you know, we didn't want to be like a thrash band. We didn't want to be a, like a labeled like a specific niche band, you know, because we didn't want to get hunkered down into that specific genre. We wanted to reveal with this album anyways that we can do a lot more still maintaining this, you know, influence and in, in the doomier side of things and still keeping and maintaining that melancholy, but still coming up and playing mid tempo tracks and stuff like that, you know. We did it a little bit on uh, Lamenting, you know, with Witches and uh, Instatoris. But, you know, it was just like, um, that that was a different thing. That was like a concept album. The songs were drawn out because they wanted to tell a story, you know. Uh, whereas this one, it's like, okay, let's, you know, now there's no concept, at least not intentional. Right. Or so theme, let's just do something that we concept. love. Yeah. Let's just play the songs as they are. Let's not be so, you know, this has to be slow. This has to be, you know, a, a 10 minute epic. Like, let's cut them down a bit. Let's, you know, let's strip them down a bit and just uh, have some fun with it instead. And I think that that shines through on this album. We had a great time recording it. It's such so. a good album. I mean, other than the gatekeepers who are who are crying because it's not doing enough. What has your be- the early feedback been? Like, because you had a signing party last night. Yeah, uh, we had a no, we had a release yeah. party and a signing party. I mean, uh, it went really well. I mean, uh, sold a lot of... Uh, a lot of new shirts and uh, merch and stuff like that. Uh, lots of great feedback. Uh, kind of overwhelmed. Like we're album of the month in a number of magazines over here. Nice. Uh, Kudos. We got, the, we got the top tier in Sweden rock, which was kind of like unheard of, like number wow. one in the, the issue. Good for you. So that was kind yeah, of a, that was a benchmark because Sweden rock is normally, you know, we, we normally score low there. So, they're they're more into like you know the rock stuff you know oh. sort of like uh, sleaze and uh, okay. just hard rock you know but it was a great uh, confidence booster to know that okay you know these journalists and stuff like that they enjoy it they're digging it uh, they like the the direction with it so you know I, I think the feedback's been top notch I'm a bit taken back by it and I think the other guys are as well we're just like shit we haven't heard anything bad yet. The album's top notch. I mean, it's so the feedback is matching what you guys have put out. I mean, I don't know what else you could do as a band to like, I don't know how you top this or how you follow <laughs> this up. Even if you guys just maintain this, that would be the best, the, the, amazing, you know, but uh, I, I don't know what else you could possibly do as a band to like, well, I, I, don't, I don't think that we're going to stop anytime soon. Uh, I know that Metal Blade is very happy with the record. Uh, yeah, uh, I was going to ask how what their response was. Cool. Yeah, they, they they thought it was excellent. So, I mean, uh, that was also very cool to have them, like, in the pocket directly. Like, you know, they were behind us 110%. 
which is really cool. And I think that that's an important part of, uh, you know, that process as well, when you're releasing an album is like, yes, we have a label that believes in what we're doing. Cause I mean, they're releasing a lot of like great albums as well, but it's all like sort of like death metal, technical death metal and much darker than what Sorcerer is, you know, and they, they released on the same day. I actually bought the copy of it, uh, Seeker, uh, the death metal band from Germany. Awesome. You should check them out. But okay. uh, that's the kind of stuff that they're releasing on, on Blade and, and like Cattle Decapitation. Mm-hmm. Great band. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> brutal, brutal band. <laughs> yeah, it's just excellent. I love them. But, yeah. uh, you know, you, you're always a bit worried going into release. Like, shit, you know, this this label is kind of like, you know, their, their core fans are like these more aggressive, you know, and it's just like, how is this going to go over with that demographic? And when you get the com- comments and stuff like that, you know, some people, I think we said, you've seen two comments somewhere on, on YouTube. It was like boring. It was like <laughs> boring. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Because right. you know, you're not talking about cutting something's head off, I guess, maybe. No, yeah, right, right. That, that's, that's cool. Get you the know? fuck with the <laughs> knife. Yeah. You know, but we, we don't go in and like, you know, bash them or anything. It's like, oh, okay, we, you like what you like, you know, that's, that's sure. cool. But, uh, True. you know, I, I think that overall, you know, a lot of people are discovering the band through this album because it, it was a hard, you know, we, we really pushed this one like uh marketing wise and everything you know we really really wanted it to you know just hit people like as soon as possible we were like oh can we release it like a, a month earlier or something like can we do something we want to just get this thing out sure you know but uh now we're really happy with the overall feedback and uh what people are are saying and hopefully that opens doors for for future gigs you never know maybe we can cross Hope the so. pond you know if brian slagle will have yeah, us yeah. over uh i've seen that uh Dude. he's been going in on our instagram posts and liking stuff so we we're just like look, look, <laughs> slagle nice. likes it slagle <laughs> likes it that's awesome that's <laughs> awesome that's like yeah. a huge compliment for us <clears throat> and uh hopefully you know i saw that tony martin has been talking to tony iomi could be some stuff happening in black sabbath camp so uh maybe sorcerer can uh, sorcerer black sabbath tour which <laughs> that oh would be my God, that would be awesome dude. that would be like the dream the dream yeah gig. that would be holy cow that would be crazy <laughs> that um, would be awesome when when you were recording and we've asked this with other bands too and and i i, I love the variety of answers we get for this when you were recording rain yeah. of the reaper did you guys know how good this album was or or did you get like an inkling as to how good it was or is this something that you never you're never quite sure of until you either hear the finished product or maybe even get feedback from from the fans or listeners i think i think we listened to it and uh like we're not the kind of band either that just kind of like blows smoke up our own arse you know we don't we don't really do that like uh but we, we listened to this album uh once we decided like the tracks, how they should be and, and stuff like that. Christian also, thanks to Christian. That's why the track listing is the way it is because he thinks that stuff out. It's well done. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, you know, eternal sleep came in uh, as a breather, you know, after. Right. And Perfect. it was just that right amount. And then it picks back up again with the curse of Medusa and it goes back down to an Epic, which opens up to underworld later. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then break you know, it dawn. is like, it, it's you like want to sob. It's so beautiful. Oh, it's God. heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, and yes, it's, yeah, it is we, an emotional ride for sure. But we listened to the album and we just thought this is a fantastic, uh, just a really, we were really proud of it. You know, just like, I can't wait for people to hear this, you know, 
we were proud of it and uh, we were worried as well. We're just like, okay, well, there's going to be a lot of people that don't like it, you know? And that, you know, that was primarily our worry. We're just like, okay, well, you know, the Doom bands aren't going to like it and the, the Doom crowd's not going to like it and we're going to get, you know, tarred and feathered for, <laughs> for you know, even flirting with the idea of trying to be different and stepping outside of the doom box like we're like oh shit you know we were really nervous about it so um it was very reassuring to get you know that feedback like you know all these people just like you know praising the album just giving us a clap on the on the you know the shoulder like hey good work you know that's that's good but i don't think we realized that it was going to be like uh what it is you know but um we, we're definitely proud of it and As you we should very be. like yeah. We were like, yeah, this is this is what we want to do. Like, we we're like, are, are we sure this is these eight songs that we want? It's just like, yep, all took a vote. Yep, 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 yep. So that was that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, metal has its camps, you know, and there there's a lot yeah, of yeah, different yeah. types of metal, and yeah, you know, yeah. You, you, I think you, within any fandom, you find that. You sure. Know, yeah. You find that no matter what genre you're, whether it's comic books or movies or whatever, and then, you know, and like the older we get, it's like, yeah, we like what you like, and. But I, I am so excited to hear something like, you know, there's the fine line and, and I know you like a band and you like their sound mm-hmm. and then you don't want them to change. But if they do too much of the same thing, then you then you kind of say, oh, you're not changing enough. You're you're not yeah. growing. So it's got it's like you can't win, I think, as a creative, you know, in this environment where I'm, I'm happy to like experience the growth of a band and see where they go. I may not like everything, but I'm, I'm I can appreciate that as artists, you want to do something that makes you happy. Yeah, I think the this fact is just that a natural, it's just a natural progression uh, of what we have. You know, it's a it's a natural progression, and we we're just enjoying, you know, what we do. Uh, and once we stop enjoying it, that's when we pack it in. You know, there's no point in releasing. You know, even if we had three 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 of the records left to do, if we weren't enjoying it, like if we weren't fully invested in sorcery, we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't release another album for the sake of releasing an album. Like we do it because we love it. And this is like us, you know, this is our heart and soul. We poured ourselves into this record. You know, this is, we did it with Lamenting as well. And with Fire King and with Inverted Cross, you know, everybody involved in those records gave 110%. So mm-hmm. it sounds, it's, the there's, there's nothing being phoned in on this album anyway, <laughs> anywhere, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. we, we love the band. We love your music. Um, you know, even if we didn't know you, we would still be the fans that we are. You That's know, one hundred percent. It's just, it's just because we love metal, and 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 Dred and I have always appreciated solos that were full of passion. Dreadful, especially, you know, where solos oh, yeah. like you hear on like on Power Slave. There's such an emotional yeah. solo, or what I hear like uh, in Dream Theater, Voices. Like that solo is like one of the most passionate emotional solos that sometimes would just make me weep you know mm-hmm. and i get it and sorcerer evokes that strong emotion in me every time i listen to it um you know yep. so it's just you're just one of our favorite bands and we're just so grateful to, to, to be able to hear the music one and then to spend time with you you know every time it's just so it's the coolest awesome. thing ever i mean it's fucking awesome yeah, man. it's I, always fun i can't get over it yeah I, I can't get over the fact that we love music like we love a band and get to sit down and talk with guys from the band is is the most mind blowing thing ever, dude. I, Doesn't I mean, get old. I appreciate you know? it so much. Love it. But that's the that's the give and take of the community, right? You know, I mean, you make friends, you make bonds, and uh, 
that's the cool thing. I love talking to you guys. So I'm always. <laughs> I mean, always we're we're old people. school. This never happened in the '80s. This was an impossibility. <laughs> you know, you yeah. could never sit down and talk with a band you loved and and ask them questions about their new album. You know, and get some insight. Like it was an impo- yeah. It was impossible. You know. Thank but, the internet. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, that's really the that's one thing that COVID did, the disruptor of the world that everyone yeah. does business on Zoom, you know, and has made virtual discussions and virtual meetings so much more accessible. And, you know, yeah, yeah. And the people we have met on this show, it is just we will t- we, and we've been doing this for two years now and we'll still say, God damn it, it's this, this show. Yeah. Can you believe can you this? can you fucking believe what we get to do and the people why does anybody want to come on our show anyway yeah in the first you know place. and well, and we fun. like yeah. well <laughs> oh, thank great. you i'm so thank glad you. you enjoy it we've doubled our subscribers in the last year which is really awesome <laughs> you know yeah, you guys have done and, great and and when we hear back from the promoters you know like kelly martin uh thank you kelly and uh and 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 nikki law like michelle langevin from voivod came on and we we're like oh okay this boy thought this is great but getting an email back like the email saying here michelle wrote this like how great of time he had with us and he said like tell the guys anytime they want me back on i'm there like that just fucking blows my mind you know like and i think i don't know if it's because we just try to have an engagement and fun with them and have all the little games that we do and the kind of the things they're not going to get in any other boring fucking interview but you know, we're just fans. We just want to get to know them and want them to be able to like fly their flag up and just engage in a way that they, you know, they can let their yeah. guard down and just be who they are, you know? Exactly. That's, well, that's, that's the cool thing. It's like, you know, it doesn't feel forced or anything like that. It's just great talking with you guys. And we, we normally have, we've had a few chats off of this forum as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys are fantastic. I love hanging out with you guys and uh, I only wish that we could. very uh, much mutual, man. Yes. I wish we could get over and, and gig so we can uh, do oh, this IRL, you know. That would be the best. Yeah, <laughs> that would be the best. That would be great. You know, um, well, have a, we'll have, have to, we'll a have toast to work together. We'll have to work on yeah. that through Metal Blade and through through other artists here and try to get a, a some kind of tour, you know, that would just bring your music to the States. Because yeah, see if there's like some sort of festival or something like that. You know, that we're, right, we're exactly. more festival, in, you know, yeah. that's kind of our thing. That's our bag. You know, festivals and we'll do a few one-off gigs you know in uh certain areas but uh we're mainly a festival band uh metal a lot of really cool ones yeah metal, metal immortal is amazing blades of steel that's yeah. a three-day festival in, in in um wisconsin metal immortal one day festival in pittsburgh there yeah. are a lot of great metal festivals around here doom metals well, metal festivals. so if you know them have them get in touch i will i will reach you out won't to them say no not yet. Anyways, we, we, we're not saying no. It's just it's, if it's right, it's right. It's right, and you gotta gotta make sure that you you can get over here. It's not gonna cost yeah. you fifteen thousand dollars. Like, yeah, you gotta be able to at least come away breaking even. <laughs> you know? yeah, yep. So, right, um, um, Justin. Oh, I, wait, I think, oh. uh, a question I forgot to uh, that I wanted to ask and forgot to slip it in there somewhere. <laughs> All right. Yeah, All right. death, the death metal vocals on the new record. Yeah. Who the hell is yeah. that? That's me. I knew it. I knew it. So I saw the video and I'm like, is that Justin? Like, because there was like a lot of hair hanging and there were a lot of effects going on. I'm like, is that just, well, yeah. Fantastic job, man. I didn't know you did. did Thank you. Metal vocals. Another awesome layer to the, to the new record, you know, death metal is my, uh, it's my passion. I love death metal. Uh, always have always will. I just love it. Um, 
but yeah, we we felt that with uh, with Swartz, anyways, we don't want to overdo it. Like we're not going to have it in every song. It's just that it happened to be in the first two tracks off the album yeah. uh, and the two singles as well. But we wanted to just, uh, it, it's not something that we're going to use frequently. It's just something that we use to add an extra layer. Uh, I love Just that. to give yeah. that song the momentum. Like if you listen yeah. to Morningstar, it's at the end before that nice crescendo with the choirs. It, it mm-hmm. breaks the song up. So you're just kind of like caught off guard and then it goes into this beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sort of the like one that's been stage. stuck it's, in our head. Yes, it is. It runs <laughs> through my head. Even as we've been doing this interview, I can't stop hearing it. Um, Me too. And the break of dawn. I go back and forth between those yeah. two songs and Eternal Sleep. Well, the whole fucking album, you know, yeah. but, but it's just on, it's on rotation in my head and, and it's so, it's like haunting in a good way, you know? Yeah. Uh, thank you. I wanted to ask and I just wanted to confirm. Yeah, that. that's I, great. I, I had a suspicion that was you there in the video. I'm like, is that, yeah. Cause it's the one thing like, you know, I was playing some music for my mom. She, she was recovering from a, a leg break. Uh, she broke her leg and she was recovering here for a few months. And so she, she liked the fact that I was doing shows in here and she was in the room next to me. So I was showing her some of the videos of bands that we had interviewed, you know? And so some of it, she, she tolerated, you know, she did yeah. not like ginger. She liked when she was singing pretty. <laughs> then when she comes into death metal, she's like, Oh, ter- I don't like that. That's but scary. She loved sorcerer. <laughs> I played a live track. It was where you guys were playing. You opened up with, I think, it was a Hammer of the Witches, you know? Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, I like that. I like the guitars. And oh, I, and she liked because she can understand Anders singing. She she doesn't yeah. like the growly stuff. But because uh, Anders has such an operatic voice, she liked that. And if you knew Montag's mom, she's the most churchy <laughs> church lady yeah. that you will ever meet in your entire right. existence. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> Which is but so funny. The, the funniest thing of all of that, <laughs> She also liked. <laughs> um, she also liked um, "Raining Blood." I, I I played her Slayer. She liked the guitar. She must have been on some heavy meds. She was on a lot of medication. But then when I was telling her some of the lyrics, she's like, "Oh, I I, I don't I don't like that." Oh, I don't like that. Because <laughs> I was going to get her a little Slayer sticker and put on her like cane that she had to wear you know, walk with for a while with the recover. I'm like, "Yeah, mom, I want you to take this." And then when you're going to church, people are going to see the Slayer sticker. She's like, "Mark Allen, don't you give me that?" You know. <laughs> and you don't get the middle name. Your poor mother. <laughs> you get the full name, yeah. Right, right. You get it. But anyway, so um. Yeah, yeah, my mom, she uh, she enjoyed Sorcerer because she could understand the lyrics and she liked the guitars. So there you go. Well, thanks, mom. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. good, good job. Let her mom know. tag mom. <laughs> That's right. Mom tag. Mom tag. Mom tag. I'm going to get her a shirt. I'm going to get her a jersey now. Mom tag. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> mom tag um, Lewis. That's right. That's right. She'll never wear it. But uh, <laughs> but they are aware of it, and then um, so that's that's good. And and I have an aunt who watches the show occasionally. She'll she'll watch the show. She'll cool. even like, but that's I appreciate that. You know, yeah. My my dad actually watches you guys. So really, oh, so yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, hey there, yeah. Dad Biggs. How are you? Hello, yeah. Mr. Hey, Dad. <laughs> oh, that's really great. Um, Done yeah. well. You did well, yeah. sir. And you raised a fine son. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And it was just. It still blows his mind that, that that you watch their episode, the reviews. I hope the the other band members, uh, you know, if they're interested, they get to watch the review, or at least if they're happy with it. I mean, do they under do they know how much we love the album? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they're. Uh, I mean, when they hear the like the nice things and stuff, like 
I don't know how you say it. Like it's it's so unhumble to say that we're humble, but uh, we're just like sort of like I said, taken aback by everything, and we're just like, oh, that's that's nice, you know, kind of like doing like the old cartoon rabbit where you're kicking the dirt and like, oh, right. shucks, you know. <laughs> but you know, it's just a really it's a it's a nice feeling, and um, we're taking in all the feedback, and it's just it's a bit overwhelming at times. It's just like wow, like yeah, you can't say thank you enough. You know, just like, well, thank you. Appreciate that. You know, and when we say that we appreciate it, we really do. Like, we we really mean that. And uh, we're just that group of guys. Like, if, uh, like I said, if we're out doing a gig or something and people want to sit down and talk, we will sit and talk until, you know, it's just like, okay, we got to, we got to go. But uh, <laughs> we'll talk some more. And they, we've got interaction online and stuff like that. So, I mean, we've got fans that have, you know, flown into certain gigs just to talk and like, you know, they still have the banter online after, you know, it's just, That's awesome. you know, That's we're great. very great. in touch with our, with our fan base, you know, that's just what you do. So yeah. we just love hearing from them and uh, talking to them and just getting to know everybody. So it's just a really fun, it's just really heartwarming to have that kind of nice feedback. It feels really good. Okay. Despite it being a, such a dark album yeah well it, <laughs> it really is right but it's like i said dark and beautiful you know it, well it's, it's, it's from the hearts lyrically it's yeah. from the heart and uh, i think like uh musically as well it's just like it's yeah we we were in a certain mindset and we just gave it bang 110 percent. and i mean christian and peter did a phenomenal job writing yes yes they did a hundred percent i hope you they can tell are, this this album is full of heart like you, that's a yeah. good you can feel that Absolutely. it's passion it's it's like this is what we want to do there's nothing contrived there's nothing nothing phoned in nothing automatic so i i i hope they understand how much we were blown away by their solos um just just phenomenal uh but the whole album the whole yeah. album everything I've everything worked on all cylinders um and and uh i just want to thank you again for being such a good friend to us and a friend of the show um we just we love your band we so enjoy hanging out with you and just just chatting <laughs> yeah. it's, you know when it's off the show it's just guys talking that we just hang out and we just enjoy it um so we just really appreciate this relationship and your friendship thank you so much and i appreciate you guys i thanks for having me on again oh it's uh, a nice hat yeah this is a yeah. nice hat you've got it yes yeah got this in the mail i've got <laughs> <laughs> I've got something coming your way. Ah, uh, wonderful. Thank you. So, uh, no worries. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I appreciate always coming on. And uh, it's always just a laugh. Even even the banter before we actually start doing things. Like, uh, you have to check and see how everybody's doing, you know, checking mm -hmm. in. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just a real pleasure. So I'm, I'm really glad to be a part of this. And uh, thank you again. And I look forward to coming back again we we can't wait and then, <laughs> i'm you know, sure yeah and, and then uh, you've got a few more records coming out um you know uh, down the road so we are going to have a long relationship with sorcerer so much more great music looking to yeah but for now Just kids, keep it rolling guys go out keep that train rolling get your copy of rain of the reaper and and justin where can the kids get go this. get rain of the reaper it's every bit as good as that fucking cover right there yeah yeah maybe better in your you can get it in your local record shops. Uh, you can order it online at sorcererdoom.com or Metal Blade Records. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different, you know, sites offering the album now. Yeah. After You're on Bandcamp so, too, right? Bandcamp, yeah. Yeah. So get a copy. I know that we've sold out of the, the limited edition ones. 
Ooh, already nice. They're gone. They're gone. They're, oh, they were gone a while ago. That's so. the one last thing I wanted to ask is like when you were putting this because the package, the packages that you had for this record between the vinyl and all the extra stuff. How who comes up with that? Is that you? Is it, I mean, who no, comes get, up with get, all the merch packages? Blade Blade is awesome with that. They do like a lot of like color stuff, so limited editions and stuff. So all the all the colored vinyls are limited. So there's only so many of them made. And uh, they just think like, okay, well, you know, here's the colors and they match, they try to match like the album cover. So it looks, it's the same sort of like a color palette. And I think they did really well. This album had a lot less than what Lamenting had. Mm -hmm. Lamenting had like seven different colors. This one I think is like, uh, it's it's kept down to five. And there was one that was very special where we had the the Reverence EP uh, in the actual, you know, the vinyl. So... Mm -hmm. That sold out like it was crazy. We had people asking us like, "Oh, I can't get it," and it's just like, "Well, I, it's gone." Letting, <laughs> I wish I could help you. I, I, yeah. I don't even have a copy myself. So. Oh wow! I was just going to ask, like, does Metal Blade provide copies of these things for you guys to have? Well, that was before I did get a copy of it, but okay. uh, you know, it came a while after the the initial pre-sale uh, stuff. So I've got a copy of myself. You know, just like. Oh, keeping this limited edition oh. sure right right well it's gotta it's, make uh, you feel good as an artist to see so many of these like the limited edition stuff and the sales do well you know i mean this album it 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 needs to go to the everywhere it can and, and well uh, it's it's just a i really hope that uh with this now like uh maybe we might press it again it, I, I don't think that that's not an it's not in, an impossibility to ask Blade, like if maybe they want to do a second run of it. I don't know. It depends on the interest. That would be cool if they did. Maybe in a different color so we know it's a first and a second. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I was just really blown away by that. I was like, shit, okay. You know, they're they're out. They're, there's no more. Like people were getting emails after as well. Like uh, they'd ordered it, but then they got an email from the warehouse. Like they're, they're gone. Oh, Damn. So, I would I would think that that would prompt someone to say, look, we got a lot of people, a lot of interests, you know, put them out there. Um, oh, that's great. I, I, we're happy to hear about the success of the record and the early, early feedback has been so good. And, uh, much yeah. continued success, my friend. I mean, this is this is great. Now we need to work on the tour. That's it. We yeah. need to get you to the States, get you on a on a on a big festival circuit or a, a, a touring circuit with some other bands and um, other metal blade acts so kelly metal and, and metal blade people let, let's work with the artists here in, in the states we got some good artists in the cleveland area you know who they are let's get the tour together yeah yeah I'm over here yeah i'm totally down yeah because then we will go hang out we will fucking talk and hang out we will probably dreadbull and i will become groupies we'll just follow you uh, just tour, tour with you we'll yeah. just like volunteer our cars and say hey you guys want to ride with us we'll just drive with you you know you from show to show. <laughs> there we go. yeah so yeah you need someone to go up in the mic go yeah check check check, check. yeah check one check one yeah. check one two one chris farley of wayne's world <laughs> right, right yeah exactly so, uh, uh well we are gonna get out of here um thanks again for for spending some time with us we've had a blast um and we uh just are so excited for you guys and and looking forward to the next time we get the chance to hang out maybe catch a movie together or something yeah i think we should it's getting it's now halloween's on tuesday so right. i think we'll probably we could probably do like some sort of like uh movie night 
that'd yeah, be an awesome yeah sort of if, like old school <laughs> yeah if if not role. now then we all have some time off in december between uh between holidays so we can we'll have some downtime you know we For that sure. we have because yeah i think otherwise everyone's getting busier as the holidays approach everyone's lives with kids and grandkids and those kinds of things everyone gets busier and busier and you know it's just harder to find that time unfortunately you know True, yeah but but we will definitely do that so hey you can find Heavy Metal Horror Podcast uh, on com. Listen to full episodes or download to your device. You can find us on Facebook, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. On Instagram, look for Montag Lewis, one word. Our YouTube page, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. If you're watching, that's where you're at. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. And if you know someone who would like our show, tell them about us. This has been Montag, Master of Illusion. Red Bull. And Justin Biggs from Sorcerer. And you've been watching and listening to, here we go, Heavy Metal Horror. This is Doug Helbring, and you have been listening to Heavy Metal Horror, the best podcast that you've never heard before.